When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Terrace Podcast, a podcast fueled almost entirely by booing, which is good. Uh, I'm Graham Thillis and I'm in Glasgow's West End and I'm joined today by two men of fine repute. Say hello Andy Harrell. Hello. And say hello Craig Anderson. Hello Craig Anderson. Excellent. Um, <laughs> can, can miss you. you set me off after <laughs> uh, We will be looking at some football today shortly because um, there was actually some football took place over the past few days. Um, but that's, first, that's, uh, that's questionable. Well, some football took part took place in some the football, Highlands. Some, some people were on a football pitch. We'll go for that. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll, st- we'll stick with that. Um, but before we get to that, we will get stuck into the trend that's sweeping the nation in hotties or noughties. Uh, does somebody want to give me a hottie? I can do, and I'm hoping that I'm probably I'm treading on your toes. But it's uh, footballers doing their own social media pattern and they like designing their own stuff and it's uh, it comes from both of them players on international duty from the SPFL this week uh, Livingston Steve Lawson um, away with Togo and St Mirren's Duncan Nazon away with Haiti both of them photoshopped themselves into like cartoons yep. in order to promote themselves <laughs> all the games and I, I, I would make it compulsory at least um, every team has to have at least one, one person one doing pattern it. meister I Yusuf Malumbu certainly missed a trick. Um, he was he was a Kilmarnock player who was away with like the most obscure nation, yeah. um, and he yeah he should have had some sort of thing as well because I don't know, you need to look it up. The Lawson does it all the time. So yeah, Lawson, Lawson does it every um, week for league you, games. You, you pointed it out to me recently, Graham, when he, he posted before the Aberdeen game himself, like as a transformer or something. Yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with uh, most of these. <laughs> and it sounds like an old man, but I'm not familiar with most of the superhero movies. Like I've lost interest, mm-hmm. but um, he mocked himself up as one of these um, ahead of the Livingston Aberdeen game, and then he posted himself coming off the plane in Togo. He posted himself or whatever Togo were playing. Yeah. Posted himself um, in a variety of kind of fun situations mm-hmm. this week, and then. Duckins, Nazon. Um, he really stepped up a level uh, as well. So he scored twice for Haiti. One um, of them as well was an absolute belter. And he skinned about eight people and then knocked it in the corner. It was a smashing goal. I thought the um, UEFA Nations League was the patter tournament to beat all patter tournaments, but the CONCACAF one is better because <laughs> it's like, got, and they had the St. Martin Derby. Um, where <laughs> the island, the Caribbean island of St. Martin, which I think is about the same size as like Aaron or something. 
has two uh, a Dutch region and a French region, and they played against each other for the first time. Really? Um, and uh, St Martin won four three. Um, I really enjoyed the Duckins Nazon as well. Had lasers coming out of his eyes, chasing guys in, in Cuban suits, which. Right. I don't, I don't know if that's problematic or not, but it was very entertaining to look at, if nothing else, a big cartoon Duckins Nazon. Um, seeing as you're talking about the, the CONCACAF Nations League, I actually have another hottie related to the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, so another 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 hottie is Andrew Ross. So you're both looking at me absolutely blankly, which seems entirely fair. Uh, Andrew Ross is a 32-year-old from Newborough in Aberdeenshire who made his debut for the British Virgin Islands last night. He... Does not he's not played junior football. Uh, he's not really played a lot of amateur football, but he's been in the British Virgin Islands long enough to be eligible to play for the British Virgin mm-hmm. Islands. And, and living there that's is pretty much all you require. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's, that's that, that, I, I don't know if it was British, it wasn't it was the Cayman Islands who had a a, re, a while back, in the, maybe the 2000s, where they wanted to get basically anybody with a British passport they were trying to convince him to play and Jed Brannan who was I'm a sure was not Jed Brannan but sure it they turned out they weren't eligible so I don't think they actually went yeah. through with it I'm, on, sure, I'm sure there was at least one funny one or some one odd one that turned up for the Cayman Islands yeah. before they said no you yeah, can't you just can go yeah. probably not the first wheeze that's happened in the no no, no no certainly <laughs> it's more, more, one of the more celebrious yeah. ones but, um, on, on that note um, I really hope it's going to happen because he's definitely not going to play for Scotland at this point uh, Rory McKenzie is eligible for Trinidad and Tobago um, make it happen how, 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 I have no how, idea how, but yeah, he's, he's done interviews and stuff like really? when he was I think he was does, does he put on an accent when he's doing oh, it? Because if he does, oh, that's, that's, that's questionable. He, he flitted <laughs> in and out of uh, Scotland under 21 yeah, squads, yeah. and at the time he was saying, oh, um, I think he'd been left out of one, and there was an interview where he's like, oh, I might go and play for Trinidad. You know how when a player um, gets left out of a Scotland just squad, they, yeah. suddenly, they suddenly discover yeah. that they have... Um, <laughs> Like Harry Sutton yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Andrew Ross made his debut for the British Virgin Islands. Uh, he came on in the second half, uh, got a, a... What was it? Uh, he was playing... They were playing Bonaire. I didn't know Bonaire was a country, but, so that was uh, that was interesting for me as well. Um, but he got a man from Bonaire sent off. He then latterly won a penalty, and there's a great still of it, which I'll stick up on Twitter, which is him... Like he's not even on the ground, but he's looking directly at the referee. Um, so he's definitely won them a penalty. Yeah. Uh, they didn't win, however. They lost two two one to uh, Bonaire, mm. whoever Bonaire are. I I would strongly recommend that you look at the pitches in these games. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, the pitch, uh, like some of these stadiums, look like like sub juniors quality. <laughs> and and this is so I, I I'll say it on the podcast. But one thing that I am planning to do for the next World Cup is to watch highlights of every single qualifier. Um, not the full game because I'm not a masochist at Craig Fowler but to watch highlights of every single qualifier and I think the main thing I will be looking out for is the pitches yeah excellent some sort of pitch watch yeah I can do like a pitch yeah. rating like like, yeah. like the PFA Scotland they've been trailblazers in this except that mine will be statistically valid <laughs> so yes Andrew Ross from Newborough you're one of our hotties this week I always uh, one of my dreams was actually if I had any kids that we would like spirit them away to like San Marino or Faroes or one of these other job or places. Scotland. Get them born there and then bring them back across so that there's a good chance they could play international football at some point in the future. And then you got a date. Exactly, I know. I'll, I'll have a lovely long weekend away. Uh, 
as it happens, realistically, I'm probably not going to be able to convince my wife to uh, transfer across to Faroe Islands for her postnatal uh, care. But it will also be potentially difficult for you to transfer anywhere because you're going to be born post Brexit. So you're going nowhere. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> Good point. Another thing I told you so rude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I go for a naughty? Yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Um, I'm going to go for. Umar Sadiq, who's been back in the news. We, <laughs> we thought we were finished with Umar Sadiq. We thought the terrible miss against Aberdeen in the semi-final was he the last one. He didn't, he didn't try to score. Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. Um, but he has returned with a vengeance. Um, uh, just tiny head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, basically, he still has a beef with Rangers, which... Um, it's understandable given that apparently they still owe him a month's wages. Uh, and we found out that he was fined 20 grand for liking an Instagram post, which is frightening to know that it almost he was probably getting paid that, that either uh, in a week or over a course of a My understanding is the maximum that you can fine a player is two weeks' wages. Right. So, so at minimum, the reason for paying him 10 grand a week. Which is frightening. That's that's. Uh, you could probably put the entire Livingston starting the living on yeah. ten grand a week, uh, <laughs> and you were getting our city. To be fair, they don't want to sell forward either. So no, uh, no, the one that they do does play for Rangers <laughs> as well. Um, aye, so so basically, he's not had a good week because he's, uh, and I, I think he's going to get short shrift from Rangers. I cannot see uh, anyone coming out and go. Actually, yeah, you're right. You know what? We have underpaid you, and then we're going to publicly make. Uh, let it be known that we're going to pay you back for that. So whether whether or not they actually do owe him or not, he's obviously still got some sort of grievance with the with the club and wasn't very happy with how Stephen Gerrard treated them and punted them to the reserves. I, I don't think like Stephen Gerrard was very particularly pleased with the most deep either. So no. I presume that's fairly mutual. I mean, but how, I, I mean, how do you get to the point with players like that where they obviously almost instantly he's realised that he's not very good at football, but yeah. like. I still don't understand how you get to the point where you sign him in the first place and then like, oh, I think very he, quickly. He scored, he scored, I, I don't know how he did what well, I do because it's a Dutch league, but he scored goals yeah. in the Dutch league yeah. last season, but so did Alfonso Alves. Yeah, it's hard. The Dutch leagues are, are weird. Like, you, you, you get some obviously very, turn out to be very good players and then you get some very it's, average players. So you, you look at it and you've got that guy scored 30 goals in the Dutch league. Is he going to be Ruud van Nistel or is he going to be Matthias <laughs> Gessner or is he going to be Alfonso Alves? Yeah, yeah. I'm nowhere near no. now because they all score the same number of goals. <laughs> <laughs> Thank there you. needs to be some. There needs to be some sort of sliding scale yeah. of Dutch centre yeah. forward. So we try. So yeah. Luke, Luke De Jong scores about twenty five a season now for PSV, and yeah. he, he was always entirely average. But, but then you watch Ajax got in Real Madrid. Yeah. But they're not even top I know, I know, I know. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, we, I, I always thought um, uh, me and my brother always thought that Lozano wasn't especially good, uh, and it turns out uh, the World Cup was actually quite good. Uh, but it's hard to know. Yeah, I'll jump in with a naughty uh, the British Army um, and as a naughty given that as Patrick Thistle's form has come a juddering halt then it turns out that getting the SAS to drag you around the hillside wasn't the great turning point <laughs> in Patrick Thistle's season um, so as a result they're on the hot seat essentially so yeah the, the British Army are down as a naughty because as it turns out that's not going to make the difference as Patrick Thistle are still scrabbling around the bottom yeah, of the championship. Call in the RAF next time. <laughs> if you need to get the job done, get the RAF involved. <laughs> Sting Gary Caldwell or Sting Chris Dillon out in a boat. <laughs> when you go, wait, that'll help. Yeah. The socks dry yet? Nah. Um, I will go for a naughty, which is a bit more boring, uh, Berwick Rangers. 
they they look like they've always been rotten. Like they've, 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 at no point this season have they been doing well, but they've been doing particularly worse of late. And all of a sudden, Arby and Rovers, both on and off the pitch, have been winning <laughs> matches. <laughs> and now they're only two points behind. Yeah. I think they've still got to play each other. So all of a sudden, Arby and Rovers are game in hand as well. Yeah, against yeah. Cowden Beath as yeah. well. Not like a, not like you know, I'm former Arby and Rovers. One two in a row, they could be anybody. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the, 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 yeah, Benny's a bit like the kind of character, the main character, and it follows. They kind of don't believe this thing's happening, this kind of threat behind them, and then all of a sudden, it just can't, it's an unstoppable force and they can't do anything about it. And, and by the time we find out, it's too late. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, shit, we're four points behind with one game to go, and we are getting elevated. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They're compl- it's like having over us, like, if they do go into the playoff, like, they've talked about it, and it's hard to tell how much it matters, go into it with confidence regardless, because yeah, yeah. they've won a couple of games, which up until, well, I mean, basically they hadn't won a game yeah. um, all yeah. season. So even if they're going to be, it's going to be school break from the from the Moland <coughs> League. It looks like it's going to be Cove Rangers again. Mm-hmm. Whichever of those they play, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. If they go into it, at least they're going to have a wee bit of confidence. If Berwick went to it, they've just they've just flatlined like, since about <laughs> September. Like, yeah. um, and they don't. The manager, they've gone through managers. Um, it's some the new guy Johnny Harvey is. I don't know. Nobody knows who he is. He's yeah. uh, he's had. Essentially, another John Brogan. Yeah. Um, Albinova's got rid of their John Brogan, <laughs> but Berwick Rangers still have theirs. Fun times, I think, at the bottom of League Two. I, I mean, it did. It turns out, it turns out the sack and the social media guy did get them a win against Peterhead, but they're still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> focusing on the game. Uh, my, I've got whole, sack someone every week. <laughs> <laughs> just keep sacking folk until we, until we sort it out. Uh, I, I've got another hottie, which is sport related, but very much not football. Um, a hottie is ice skating ice skating's back um, so just to put where, it in a quote where did it go? well I mean where's ice skating been? like nowhere did, did you pay, pay any attention to ice skating? no I, I, yeah last time was probably well, I felt, uh, the, that I, Tonya film and then before that Blades of Glory it's, it's interesting that you should mention I, Tonya because this is the reason why ice skating is back essentially um, where uh, an American girl um allegedly tried to cut a Korean girl. Um, so she sustained a gash to her calf as she tried to complete a ladies' shot programme in the championships. Her agency accused Maria Bell of intentionally injuring Miss Lynn with a blade of her skate. Lynn was slowly skating on the edge of the, of the rink after completing her turn. Maria Bell was scheduled to rehearse after Lynn, which, who suddenly kicked and stabbed Lynn's calf with her skate blade. So I'm suddenly interested and, in ice skating. And they're like sharp into a an inch of the life of the blades that they use in like, yeah, the yeah, professional yeah. ice skating. Like, um, so... The professional ice skating game. The professional, whatever it's called, the, the, the circuit, literally. Um, I, I just remind me of uh, that Elise Christie, the British one, the yeah. Scottish lassie who does it. They just, every time I watched her, just got disqualified every single fucking time she <laughs> competed. It's like, like, imagine putting your whole life into going to the Winter Olympics and you like do one lap, get disqualified, and it's like, yeah, are we home? Yeah. See, see you in four years' time. What, what am I, since I mentioned Blades of Glory, one of my favourite things is at the same time there was a... Uh, quite sombre, I think, South Korean film about World War Two called Days of Glory, uh, and I really hope there was at least a few people that got confused between the two, rather than <laughs> hoping for the uh, banter fest that was yeah. Days of Glory, ended up, or Blade, I get confused there, yeah. it's, easy, but it's easy to do. But yeah, ice, ice skating is so hot that it's not nice, yeah. is what I'm saying, because again, they're trying to bat each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we get any more? Uh, yeah, I've just I've got a football one, um, and maybe maybe this leads us on to what we're about to talk about. But uh, 
Ollie Burke is another naughty at the moment. Um, poor against Kazakhstan, out wide. Um, hadn't even come on against Dundee in the previous Celtic game. Hasn't scored under Neil Lennon. Uh, and to add to that, Queen's Park Curtis Roberts said he might be one of the worst footballers he's ever seen. So, <laughs> not being a scathing criticism uh, from uh, Curtis with a K Roberts. Um, yep. Uh, so, yeah, not, not the best few weeks for Oliver Burke, who I used to think was probably going to be quite an exciting player, and I've now come to the realisation that he's probably not. He it, it, it does, it does just feel like a player waiting for a position, yeah. but, but that position might just not be on a football pitch. Like, there might not be a. Uh, like, like, at that point, it's like we've tried you in know, all the positions, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe a decent set of half. Like he's big and I was about to say, you know, a decent fullback. Just leave yeah. him in there, just tear off. Put him, put him in goals. Yeah, he's a big boy. I've got one more naughty, which is uh, sign writers. Um, because if I need to see another, I, I've not seen a good. I've essentially not seen a good sign since con committing you read. I'm pretty sure that was uh, yeah, that was yeah. the pinnacle of that. And since then, all we're getting now is, oh, my dog can't go on holiday because of Brexit. Fuck off. Yeah. I hope you have a horrible life. The type of people I think Lemmy did a good job of like uh, kind of swiping all the people that did the I think he was saying if they if they had the Brexit march in Scotland, what would the um yeah, what design be saying? And it's like 'cause it's all that sort of Jerry Godley pish. Yeah, yeah. Trump, Trump is a cunt. Right. That's yeah. not that's not funny. Like uh, yes, but it's uh, not funny. Yeah, um, are we in Hodger Beast? Yeah, like yeah. That, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's like deliberately it's deliberately twee Scottishness, yeah. and it's like it makes light of a a, a vernacular that I think we all quite enjoy mm-hmm. using. Yeah. On a daily, I, I generally use it on a daily basis, but it's like it's not your my my culture is not your punchline, as yeah. one would say. <laughs> Is that, is that a spiritual nice. hotties or noughties? We got any more? Right, magic. Uh, thank you for a moment of, of levity there. Um, so we'll now... Uh, if you've been tuned in from that view from the terrace, <laughs> like, oh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll try the podcast that these boys have adapted that from. There's some really good football chat on there. Generally, generally that, but like, <laughs> what we've got to talk about now is the Scotland game, so you can kind of appreciate where we're going with... Putting off as fast yeah. as long as possible. Um, so, yeah, Scotland played San Marino uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, at the exceptional, exceptionally normal kickoff time at five o'clock in the in the evening mm. um, on a Sunday, and defeated the the the, the might of San Marino, San Marino two nothing, and then got booed <laughs> thoroughly and roundly both during the game and after the game. That was the most enjoyable bit of the game. I was also booing. I was, I was in the house of my own. <laughs> scared the shit out the cats, but I was also booing in the living room. Um, yeah, it was unbelievably pedestrian. Um, <laughs> The the point is like beating Sam. I, I mean, three points is three points. You win the game, but that after what happened on Thursday night, which we're not we're not going to talk on touch on too much. But what happened? You want a reaction for the first five minutes. They got a reaction because in the first five minutes, I genuinely thought we were going to wipe the floor with them because inside the first five minutes, I think we were in behind four four times and eventually scored, and then they just looked useless. And so you're like, yeah, this is going to be, you know, what you expect. But then the performance from that point on, it's like you're you're out to sort of restore some professional pride and be like, look, we're not as shit as it appeared that we were. But it turns out that they are as shit. It did did look for a good period of the game as well that San Marino might get back into it. It was almost like they just sat off and were like, we're we're not going to win this game. We're not going to win this game. We'll We'll just keep it down. 
And then they started watching us try to play in front of them. They try they watched Kenny McLean for the fiftieth time play like try try and play a five yard pass and they go behind Callum McGregor. They watched Callum McGregor taking two touches and then it, going to a San Marino player or out for a throw in. And like, you know, actually these these boys we can get something and then they were counter attacking in an alright fashion. And yeah. then they, they, there were a couple of moments where like mm. Yeah, the commentary team at one point said uh, about seventy two minutes gone, you know, they would take this now, and when it was at one 0 they're like Scotland would take this now. Right? Like, we're fucking eighteen minutes left against San Marino. This is literally the worst team in Europe, yeah. <laughs> and they and they are terrible. But yeah. we, we, we made them look almost as competent. Like is it? I mean, they looked not that far off us in terms of the level. They were uh, they were breaking, and it was kind of four on four at points, and they they had time to kind of pick out passes, and they weren't under any great pressure. And as you say, when we had the ball. It's just unbelievably slow, and I, I know he mixed the team up a lot, which maybe doesn't help, but it's it's like a, I said uh, McLeish has used I, I didn't look at the number, but it, it's upwards of thirty different players since he took over as Scotland manager, and every single one of them has looked fucking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and that's at one point you're like, look, it can it be that every single player yeah. isn't isn't quite as good as we thought they were? Yeah, it's the manager, it's the shape, it's the way that they're set up. The belief he instills in them, or the lack of the the everything mm. about it, and at some point you have to kind of go, okay, we're going to give you a pass. Even folk like Kevin McDonald, who looked utterly yeah. garbage, yeah. even these guys are like, well, maybe Ollie McBurney, maybe the championship. Like I, I mean, I use it as a stick to beat the championship with because every single, basically every single mm. time you get a player in the championship who hasn't played in the top flight in Scotland. Yeah. And everyone talks him up, and then they get put in the team, and it's like, oh no, magically he's not very good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're fine. Maybe if Gordon Strachan had picked Kevin McDonald, and I'm saying Gordon Strachan as a medium competent yeah, manager, as a, he got, as a, as a, yeah, yeah, was yeah, a failure yeah. who got yeah. bombed out when he should have done. But even he was uh, um, he, several he was levels above this. After he should have been bombed yeah, out, yeah, anyway. he was several he's levels above yeah. this. Maybe the guys would have looked okay. And so you're starting to go like we can absolve. No, you can't absolve the players. There are several players. There are, players, there are yeah. several players on that park who had no have no business playing for Scotland if we had a good team. Um, Mark McNally. McNally yeah. been I think the most egregious of them because since when does having one good one for alone and a mid-table team scoring some many of which were penalties make you? suddenly have to be relied upon and competitive qualifiers twice he came on as a sub and he, he looked every bit the guy that Redden decided he wasn't mm-hmm. good enough and that's no slight on him he's a good player he's, yeah, he's doing yeah, fine yeah. but he's he, he's several miles away from what Scotland want you can look at Kenny McLean he's the same he's just not good enough Graham Shinney he's just not good enough O'Donnell who I love he's probably not good enough I mean there isn't yeah, another yeah, right yeah, back yeah, so yeah. You're, you're kind of yeah. but but so many of those players. Johnny Ross, Johnny Ross was like, is he in his 30s? He's, he must be nearly 30. He's in the MLS. I don't have any problem with the MLS. It's probably some good players there. Why is Johnny Russell still playing for Scotland? Why why did why did they come back? Why why has he been brought back? There are... And he was rubbish. He scored, but he was rubbish. What? I think... There's always, I think there's always a debate when it comes to Scotland about how much of it's to do with the manager, how much is it to do with... Actually, our players are not as good as... We're, they're bummed up to me, and I think, um, and a lot of times it's you know for 
the last 10 years, or certainly the last five or six years, we've been really stymied by having no defenders. We've had absolutely no central defenders, and no matter how competent we can look going forwards, we're always hamstrung by the fact that we're just yeah. throwaway goals. Um, now we've probably got a few places that we're really weak in, or we're not quite sure about right back, for instance. Def- central defence is still an issue, and up front, there's not that many to choose from. So, so there is an element of it where I do have sympathy for. McLeish or Strachan when they're in they're kind of working with fairly thin gruel when it comes to some of those positions as you say the issue is that for McLeish it's consistently average performances from even people you know are very good Andy, Ro- Andy Robertson's yeah. not had a good game no, under him no. yet Forrest is the, probably the one exception yeah. to that and uh, Naismith had bits when he's been in Christy I think it was one that's been very good when he came um, in but but, okay, that was when Christie, it didn't matter what he did. Yeah, every, yeah. Every, every decision he made was and, the right decision. And, and Forrest has been a bit like that as well, to be yeah. honest. He's kind of uh, bomb proof in that sense that he, he's, he's been pretty good consistently now for, for a couple of seasons. And Occasionally just goes beyond yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Andy Robertson is, I can't remember him having a really stand. The way that he has for Liverpool on an almost weekly basis, I can't remember him having a performance like that for. Uh, Scotland and he does. It's not like he shoulders any more responsibility. He just the, the way the team is set up, it doesn't work to his strengths at all. It, the the best that we looked was the away game in Albania um, when we were fast and we moved the ball quickly and um, the the front three kind of worked together well in the midfield, operated well with them. But that's been that's been about it in terms of actual performances. We think I can see a plan. That McLeish has put in place. You can see the players that are fitting that plan. And it's but, but even at that, Eros, Eros Greista was taking Callum no, Patterson to clean us that night. And but again, we yeah, can't we, we get something that's because we were like, who else to be yeah. fitting at that? Um, that's the, but yeah, that, that's my issue. Is like, so you've got Robertson not playing well. I I don't personally think as much as he, he's an off the field leader because he's um, he's an inspirational person. Yeah, he's not a captain. No. Um, but the problem is, if you look around the squad, and he's about the only player that, that you know is going to turn up and play in every game. Who else are you going to make the captain of Scotland? Like McGregor was, is also not a captain. There's not a captain there. The problem was that team that we put out against Kazakhstan. James Forrest was the oldest player. He was 27. Uh, there's no experience there. Nobody's got any caps. The guys, it's like people keep turning their nose up at Charlie Mulgrew, who has been genuinely injured the last couple yeah. of. The reason Charlie Mulgrew is important to that squad is because he's a guy that's got like 40 caps for Scotland and he's experienced and he's been through it. And He's, he's also well-known and well-liked yeah. in the squad as well. He's, he's, as you say, it's not just the experience there, but just as, as you mentioned in Kazakhstan, I saw, I caught you know, 20 minutes of Russia turn up to play Kazakhstan. And obviously, again, Russia are an entirely reasonable team. Um, they're not... A million miles above us. They're not a million miles. Above. World, I mean, okay, World Cup quarter finalists. I know it was in a different. Uh, yeah, they were like they're not. But again, it's they're not. A, they're not in a, a different echelon to us in the way that sort of Spain are or no. Italy are no, or no, Germany. No, no, no. They're, they're a better team than us. But the way in which Russia played in the game, immediately the ball got pinned up to Kazakhstan fullbacks, and they absolutely took them to pieces. Just got the ball into that area. Kazakhstan couldn't get out because the fullbacks couldn't do anything. They couldn't play out of that area. And immediately it was a case of, oh, right, so there's a plan there, there's a, an, an idea of how you're going to go and punish them because you've got, number one, you've got wide players that can do that, number two, you know that that's an area that can be exploited. Um, 
I can barely remember us getting the ball wide at any point during that game and, and getting at the fullbacks at any point. They did. The times in the first 15 minutes, Burke got the ball three yeah. times and he absolutely roasted the boy. But then being Ollie Burke, like he, he either ran it straight out for a throw in or his cross was like went for a corner. Like there was no but again, that was a goal kick even. That was in the first five, ten minutes. Yeah, and then and then it, it, we didn't go back. It didn't, we didn't return it, to that. It's like Scotland have always been accused of playing lots of like kick and rush football, aggressive but no quality. If they'd done that against Kazakhstan, they'd have won. Yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't do that. There was no urgency. And it was the same against them. No urgency in the performance. Like, people standing about. And it comes down... I mean, it comes down to a lot of things. But the midfield three... It doesn't matter who you are, who you're playing. You need an anchor. Yeah. It's like, you need someone just to sit and do nothing. Yeah. And I... I don't necessarily know how good McTominay is. But he's better than Kenny McLean. I can tell you that. <laughs> And and just, put, just, just he's, but apart from even if he's not better than Kenny McLean, Kenny McLean is what twenty eight. Yeah, he's got no international future. Realistically, yeah. he's not going to. He's not going to be. There's, there's, there's he's younger players. No, he's fine. He's fine. He's good. He's been. He's done better than I thought he would in that league, and he yep. might well be in the Premier League next year. McTominay is twenty two. He's playing for Man United. He's played. He's been trusted by Mourinho and now by Solskjaer in big games. He's not going to. He's not going to look out a place against Kazakhstan. He's yeah. not going to definitely look out a place against Sandman. Why are we not? Why is he not been playing? I'm very confused by it. And I think I don't think it's any slight on him. I think it's like McLeish going as he did faithfully in Georgia all those years ago. He's gone. We can win this game. I don't need to hold the midfielder. The time he dropped um, Graham Alexander to play Sean Maloney yeah. in Georgia, which which was one of the reasons that that team fell apart. So much of this that I. I have been going on about this for a long time. Alex McLeish for the first time around was the luckiest manager Scotland have ever had. The amount of those games, okay, the, the performance in, in France was exceptional. The performance yeah. at home to Italy in the final game, exceptional, but spurred on. Massive game, players motivated to within an inch of their life, spurred on by huge crowds. Like if you're not over about that, yeah. then. Yeah, like, that, 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 that Italy game will likely be unsurpassed in terms of how. Important and how big a game. Even if we get a game where we qualify for a major tournament, it's not going to match the having beaten France and potentially yeah, beating yeah, Italy yeah, to qualify. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, he got that. But there were so many games. The game at home to Lithuania, where Jay McEvoy and Graham Murray <laughs> as the fullbacks, I believe we were up. They got brutalised that day and behind all the time. Michaelinus uh, Chesnowskis, I think, was playing. Constantly ripped apart and um, got dragged through the game by McFadden eventually. These kind of things happened those times, and because we won the games, they got overlooked. Just like Hedfield at home, yeah, we yeah. we were we were there, Graham. Yeah. For forty minutes again, from from we conceded up until we scored the third goal, we were tremendous, excellent. Then the arse collapsed completely, and we it was the same mistakes that we kept seeing over and over again. Watch the performances, and you can't tell me that's the manager that you want. It, yeah. do, it doesn't matter that we won against San Marino, we won against Israel, we won against Albania. These are all pish teams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we should be, we should be beating them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, I, I would sort of disagree a wee bit about the, the first inning because I think as Scotland and a, and a group like that, which had Ukraine in it as well, you you need a bit of luck, and we're never going to be very good for all those games and we've historically always struggled against those kind of mid to bad teams yeah. um, all the time so I, I don't mind us kind of scraping out some of those at home or away to be honest but I think 
look at it now, there is certainly if you if you judge it based on how McLeish is in the media and how he kind of talks around uh, games, I wouldn't be that inspired by him or be able to understand what he's looking for and it comes across that the players don't necessarily do either. It seems very muddled. I, I don't know what his philosophy particularly is or what he's trying to do with those players or the fact he brings in so many players, sometimes, as I say, it's because they need to because they're so short in positions, but there isn't any great rhyme or reason to we'll bring somebody in that's of a similar skill set to the person that we've lost. It's just, yeah. let's bring this person in because, I don't know why, they, they need somebody in it. And I, I, again, it's... It's, it's not as as always. It's not particularly fair to compare it to what's happening down south in England. But in terms of their player development, players yeah. coming into the squad, and he saw in Germany as well. They said to like Thomas Muller and whatever, like, you can't play anymore. Essentially, yeah. you're no longer going to be selected. And under McLeish just now, we do actually have the players that we have. We have a series of bodies, both in and and, and out the squad at the moment, who are good players. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any. Well, this is the way we're going to play. This is we're yeah. going to, against better teams. We're going to set up like this against yeah. teams that we should beat. We're going to set up like this. It just kind of feels that you're just chucking them. Like these bodies, these guys are doing fine right now. So fine, just yeah. chuck it and you're off you go. I mean, yeah. the, the one thing you might say about it in, in five or ten years' time is that this is a kind of if you're being generous to McLeish, that this is a kind of transition period. Right. Strachan persisted with the same old players who were passed up, up until for, up until the last six months yeah, when he actually yeah, yeah. But, but, that <laughs> point he was, but 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 McLeish has had to bring in full yeah. like McKenna and he, he can argue about whether McKenna and Bates and that should all be starting but he's had to bring in yeah. some of those guys Christie's come in obviously because his form has been good for Celtic but sometimes that does take a while to gel the, the problem at the moment is that with all those guys in the team there isn't really any great sense of a... You can't see in three or four years' time if McLeish is still there, there being like something that, oh yeah, you can see the, the building yeah. blocks of what's going to happen in three or four years' time. It's just a kind of collection of players, some of whom happen to be young. Yeah, and so, let's say, as Craig said, the, the bit about McTominay is, is testament to that. McLean, if, there, if there's a plan for development, a plan to say this is what we're doing, this is the players growing into being Scotland internationals, mm-hmm. Kenny McLean's not oh. your man for that role. So, so Kazakhstan away is a game where you you pick the team to win. Yeah. So I don't mind if he thinks Kenny McLean was a better player then, and he picked him. All right, fine. Yeah. You're playing Sam. Like, yeah. like, we're always going to beat Sam. I mean, okay, okay, we made very, very. <laughs> we're always going to win that game. If there's ever a game where you're going to go, right, we can we can think about where we're going going forward, and going forward is more likely to be McTominay in that position. It's certainly more likely, even though he was. Both of them are beyond garbage on um, Fussy. McBurney and Burke are young. Johnny Russell is not. Yeah. It's, it's no, you don't know what the point what, what's, what's the point? Why was he playing? Like, I, 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 know he's, I know you have to win that game, but you're going to win that game. It's It just doesn't. And also, it. Yeah, but I would, I would rather he just played Forrest. If he's going to do it, just play Forrest and Fraser. Why was Forrest not playing? You play them. Even if you're wanting a style in terms of. This is how we think it could work, given the the two of them and Fletcher kind of put together a good partnership. You maybe put, uh, you, you make sure Forrest and Fraser are playing together as often as possible so that they can continue to get an understanding. And if you don't have Fletcher, so you have to put somebody else in there, 
fine. I didn't, but have I didn't even make Patterson play no, centre yeah. forward. No, he he might do that job. It's a similar type of role to Fletcher, but the fact you don't play Forrest kind of means, well, what? Are you, what's the point? Yeah. Like, what, what are we doing? Russell doesn't play in the same way. I'm, I'm actually really devastated that, uh, really disappointed that we were robbed of Callum Parson at Scotland number nine. <laughs> yeah. um, him lining up for the for the anthem with a number nine on his back. This is amazing. This like, is brilliant. You definitely a bit of Schadenfreude with the um, getting injured on I'm the grass like, pitch <laughs> after like Warnock. I can imagine Warnock's face getting him back, and I'm like, "Fuck you, Neil Warnock." Um, Along those lines as well, uh, imagine my surprise that Keelan Tierney is going to be fit for the Old Firm game as well. Yeah, to be fair, and we flew out to Kazakhstan, yeah. like, which is, <laughs> I, I can't imagine he went, I'm going to fly to Kazakhstan yeah, yeah. for the, but, but, <laughs> but no, for the uh, but, yeah. um, no, I mean, it is, he's, that's part of, that has been, now people have gone on about pullouts and it was really, really apparent in the Nations League game. This time around, there weren't actually that many, like, like yeah. Patterson and Fraser fucked us over with them um, yeah. being pansies about yeah. playing on plastic pitches. Most of the other guys that pulled out, Tierney was a question mark. Robertson probably did have an abscess. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, no reason. I've no, I mean, he played against San Marino, so I mean, yeah. I think probably. Um, the rest, I mean, Archer pulled out A, he's shite, and B, <laughs> yeah, um, he, he, he missed Millwall's FA Cup quarter final. You assume the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulgrew, was out for two weeks before the game. Both of the last squads, he's named Charlie Mulgrew in the squad, despite him not having played for weeks. So these are, are strange situations. The, the interesting thing for me is the reaction from the crowd, which Scotland Scotland supporters are notorious, absolutely notorious for being the biggest happy club. Oh, you you, you, got, you got, to, got to remember after the Gibraltar game, they were chatting that they wanted Gordon Strachan to stay, I which was, I imagine is a big reason why Strachan did stay, because the, the, the reaction to that was... Everyone was like, "Oh, it's, it's Gordon Strachan, he's brilliant, oh, we, we won 5 nothing. We, we won fuck all. I was, I was, that was one of the angriest times I've been... About Scotland fans, because <laughs> yeah, I was in, uh, I, I think I said before, I was due to go down to that Gibraltar game, and we stayed in Lisbon because we're like, fuck this, so we're not going yeah. to that, waste of time. But yeah, the fact that everyone was going, oh, I agree, well done, Gordon, I, I was honestly absolutely furious. I'm like, if he fucking stays for Just another Just as well, he didn't go to Lisbon. <laughs> 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 Andy Harrow just taking bodies across <laughs> the stand. But with that in mind, like, to hear, like, yeah. relentlessly, like, they fuck the SFA and the sack, I mean, the sack of the Sure, because yeah. I mean there is a board that exists. The SFA board does exist, but it's not quite the same as at your club. Yeah. But and then and then the general booing of players. I mean, not players as in directed at players, but booze of the kind of backwards passing and the pedestrian stuff. And then the half time and at full time, the the booze at full time were. Mm. Um, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah. It's beyond what I've ever heard from Scotland. I've been at Scotland games. Um, I watched Craig Levine's team getting scudded in Sweden. Um, I was at that game, and I've never seen it like it's, it's usually because Scotland fans, and, and you can't blame them. most of the people are there to get pissed and travel to another yeah. country. Yeah. But even at that stage, they were obviously just done I with know, it. And I, I feel like I feel like there must be so much more pressure to act as a result of that, which is a good thing to come out of it. Because you've got, we've got, tickets. got to sell tickets for Cyprus. And yeah. I'm, I mean, who's no, paying 25 no. quid? Or, I mean, they've cut the prices, but who's, no. apart from the folk that have bought the season tickets already, i.e. the mugs, um, <laughs> who is... Um, yeah, no, I, I would have got a free one of those two games. I would have probably considered it. Because yeah. um, it's, 
if you win that, you win three in a row. You're, I mean, we're, we're out. Like we're literally out after a, a game. Like there's nothing. Unless we start after twenty seven minutes. I know. And there, there's, so there's nothing appealing about it. You're basically treading water until next March. Yeah, and we're. Uh, so, I mean, we're in France in the summer, and we're playing Belgium not that far away yes. and had there been some sort of feel good factor yeah. we might have went oh do you want to yeah, jump yeah, in the train yeah. to Brussels are we fuck like, yeah I'm not going to Brussels yeah. not a chance um, absolutely not I would I, I'm, I don't think I'll even think I'll, I'll, I'll imagine I'll find something else to do in yeah, France well, watch it, yeah. 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 Um, it's just I I I have a feeling I, I thought he might I thought they might have phased him out after the Nations League even though we yeah. got through I thought they might have been able to do some sort of staged health freeze I mean there's, there's health um, there are health reasons there, but it's fairly apparent, um, I'm, I think, um, that, now, just pull the trigger, man. I, 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 I was very surprised he wasn't thanked at the end of the Nations League, and, and that was oh, the man. end of it. I'm really surprised, that, I'm really surprised that they, because that, as well as, if you know that you're going to do that, then you've got time. Because one way or another, if you win all your games in the Nations League, either way, or if you lose them all, doesn't it matter, either way, you know that in three months, four months' time, you can announce a new manager, which then gives you six months before the next series of games, which then gives the guy whoever you appoint to, to prepare it. But again, but even, it feels like you're kind of caught in the hop now. Even, just, but even now, you've got you've got Cyprus at home. Most managers will win that game. Yeah. And then Belgium, we're going to lose anyway. Yeah. So in some senses, this there's not much to lose. Yeah. The main thing is that we have... A manager who is going into those playoffs, where fingers crossed that they're in a tough group, but fingers crossed Serbia can qualify because they're the, the one team yeah, you worried about. Yeah. And then we've got Finland at home, probably, potentially Norway at home. Yeah. Now, decent teams. They're good but, teams. They're, they're, they're they're they could beat us, yeah, but, yeah. but you would expect you would expect Scotland yeah. to have a good chance. So yep. the main thing is building for that now. Yep. I mean, okay, maybe that manager catches us out and takes four points off Russia and we somehow still sneak through yeah. it's unlikely yeah. but that's a bonus yeah. what we're aiming at now is the playoffs and, uh, and I suppose if it, if it means that you figure out who your um, two centre halves are and yeah but yeah, this, is, this is coming back to you've got to be planning ahead yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway more than enough on yeah. that uh, so we also had this weekend uh, a Challenge Cup final uh, the Ironbrook Cup final in Inverness as Ross County defeated Connor's key no ones. Uh, I've watching, having watched Scotland, Kazakhstan, and then watching that, you're like, there's so many similarities here. Scottish football getting embarrassed <laughs> on an international stage. Because Connor's key no ones. Um, they are the. They are. Having, like, when you come across footballers, one of the things that I've found most surprising is that like, I'm a big lad to begin with, but I kind of presume that everyone's the same size as me because you're a professional athlete. Yeah. Nah! Footballers are tiny. The yeah. Connors Key Nomads lads were every single one of them fucking massive. <laughs> absolute fucking Welsh farmhand giant. <laughs> enormous. Like, the big, like the biggest collective group of, of people I've come across in, in quite a while. We, me and Craig Cairns and Gary Cocker went and watched them play at Dumbarton last year. And they were... And, and bear in mind I've watched Rangers and Celtic play in Scotland they were the most detestable team I've ever <laughs> seen playing in Scotland Just, like we, we went along as neutrals I was kind of I kind of initially went along thinking it'll be quite funny if this uh, kind of bunch of Welsh numpties turn up and beat them but and by the end of it like we were like jumping up and down when Froxy put I think Froxy scored a free kick and it was like hey, get that fucking up and we were delighted that the, um, the game went to extra time and they missed their train <laughs> we were delighted <laughs> 
they missed their train from Glasgow Central, delighted about it, cause and then I was watching that again. Remember when Stephen Gerrard um, accused Kelly of, um, <laughs> of rugby-style tactics because Kelly committed 15 fouls against Rangers last weekend? Connors came on, Nomaz had committed 15 fouls within 35 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> So that's true. Yeah, no, they had yeah, thirty-five minutes. They committed oh. their fifteenth foul. They they were so agricultural, but at the same time, Ross County were beyond shite in the first half. Yeah, uh, offered absolutely nothing in the game as well. Uh, like the, the, the first half count, you could just see them sort of looking around, and be like, "The fuck are these people?" Jake, Jake that's part of it. They're actually just shocked at. I, 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 yeah. they're just taking bodies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they were genuinely a, a little bit shaken by the fact that because in the build-up. Connors Key and our manager made it very clear that we're up for this, we're buying up for this. This is this is one of the biggest things that we've ever this is the biggest thing that the club's ever done essentially. We are buying up for this. We're gonna be out whatever happens, we'll be ready to, to, to compete in this game. Uh and then the first like, twenty five minutes are happening, you see the Ross County guys just looking around like, what are we dealing with here? This is like absolute nonsense. And again Some of those players have won the League Cup with Ross County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They beat Celtic in the semi-final and then you watch them do that. Yeah. <laughs> Astonishing. Um, I guess they, they did turn it turn it right into the credit, but it took them, I, I mean, it did look like the longer they went on, yeah. they weren't going to do it, but... Well, Con- Connorski just tired and then County, I mean, yeah. the substitution, bringing, bringing Mullen on. Mullen on was... He, I mean, he's he's clearly a, one of their better players, but um, as he said in his post-match interview, he was, he was disappointed not to start, but he knew the manager had been rotating for all the games and especially yeah. in that tournament and so he kind of wasn't surprised but he came on and he just made an immediate as soon as he was on the park he made a run down the left channel um, beat a couple of guys and you're like okay this guy kind of looks up for it and then he, he yeah. I mean okay he got a, a massive stroke of luck yeah. the, I mean that goalkeeper uh, was awful but mm. but it, it looked like it I mean the, fir- the first two goals it was kind of coming behind their full backs yeah. seemed to be yeah, just, just couldn't, couldn't deal yeah. with it, that, that sort of change of pace yeah uh, he brought up again by that point that was an hour in they, they all kept failing I think it's the number 8 for Connors Key his name escapes me for about 10 minutes he was literally just walking around in circles around about the centre circle and like anything, anything the ball went out you could see him sort of half-heartedly go for it but ultimately for 10 minutes he was just like get me off of here yeah. I can't I can't even run anymore I'm absolutely finished um, but yeah uh, Ross County um, Ross County collecting the second trophy of the season um, the second Biggest as well. That's <laughs> uh, but yeah, Konski should have been outside by half time as well. Even even at well, like the goalkeeper gifting it to um... that that one I can just about forgive because it just came. You're not in any way set for it. So you you have a strike and the keeper pulled out a good save. But the one that the boy blazed over the bar was um was that's that's a, that's that's that, that was the game changing moment really. Uh, that goes in and uh, if. If Konski went three nothing up at half time, <laughs> which again just not in any way out the realm was a possibility. Like where do you go from there? Like, unbelievable oh, stuff. But uh, I'd yeah. like to um, issue a special get up to the Welsh TV commentators as well. They are a bunch of pricks. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were they were like like the way they were talking after uh, when I watched them. I watched. TNS get put out by Queen's Park on penalties and it was so funny because they were just building up TNS has been so amazing and Queen's Park is these plucky amateurs and then they're like delving deeper and deeper into depression as Queen's Park eventually put them out they're, they're, they're a horrible bunch of pricks <laughs> on that fantastically positive note uh, that rounds up our show for today uh, so we're actually we're off to record the Patreon 
where we're going to discuss potential changes for the Challenge Cup, which I presume might be ridiculous, to be quite honest. So, yeah, the positive and the negatives out of that. So, yeah, we'll get on to be doing that. So, you can subscribe to that by visiting patreon.com slash terrace podcast. You can contact us at terrace podcast at gmail.com and all the various social media channels. Uh, thank you very much, Craig. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.